The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Scream for me, Internet! Scream for me, Internet! This one is dedicated to the memory of Martin Birch! Radioactive Metal family, we are sad to inform you that legendary UFO bassist Pete Way has passed away. So raise a pint for Pete Way. What's up? This is Chad Gailey from Necrot, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a the Chad, the Chad episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode six hundred and twenty, and I'm Snowy White, and this is Aaron. And dear listeners, grab yourself a cup of True Cult Coffee. T R V E K V L T Coffee dot com. Go there, subscribe today. That way, you not only no, darn it. I think I said that wrong. You will not only not run out of coffee. That's like a lot of negatives there. At once. <laughs> that was a tough one. Can't get my head around it. But you will get not one, but two wonderful bands curated by Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta himself every month. While you're at it, also check out Embodiment Printing Press. Check them out on Etsy. Check them out on Instagram. 
um, because that is another company by Mr. Coffeebino Culta, the proprietor of True Cult Coffee. I just did the grapefruit there, Snowy, when I said True Cult that time. Of course, yeah. Uh, I, I felt, felt good about that. But so <laughs> this company focuses on uh, customized screen printing, right? So he actually figured out how to print pint glasses. Most people struggle with getting a T-shirt to look good. Uh And this guy's like, no, no, I think I can build something that's going to let me do a pint glass. And he showed me like the early ones he was doing. Like, dude, just this, this man and his mind and his drive. He's just, he's, he's driven. He's something. So please support True Cult Coffee, the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, because they support metal. They are metal. They are making great metal products handmade crafted things for metal heads support the community Hurrah! all right anyway <laughs> yes yes i got a i got a hot cup going on in my motley crew mug but uh, i know as this episode progresses as well i've also got my uh, my buddy jack here and oh, all the stuff lady. that, that <laughs> all the stuff that requires you know, to to go with that. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this episode plays out. It might be uh, might be really good or it might be a total disaster about an hour from now. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But how is everything uh, going with you? Doing, doing good, man. Doing good. Um, I have this week, I am drinking the, what I think is like the perfect beer, or at least the perfect can for a beer that is going to be drank on this show. It is called Rewind Lager. It is by Birdsong mm. Brewing, um, just north of me in Charlotte, North Carolina. So kind of local, but not exactly my same state. Um, but this one caught my attention because of the can. So I look at the can, it says Rewind Lager. But it's got a cassette tape with the pencil shoved through the little, you know, gear because that's how we had to rewind cassette tapes when the tape got eaten. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I hope this beer tastes good um, because I have to buy it because of this can. And I mean, it's a lager. It's not going to be something that I buy all the time because I'm not a lager fan. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's honestly it's still a good beer and it's definitely good for this show. So yeah, so Birdsong Brewing Rewind Lager, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you're just it's you're just like me when 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 it comes to this. Like I don't know anything about beer or anything, so I'm like, uh, okay, what what can looks the coolest? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like that that's kind of how I was picking them uh, yesterday because that's when I picked this up. And I was looking for Nightmare Brewing because that was that one that had the elephant um, stabbing the guy through the head. Um, Gunga Rao, I think that one was called. And it, dude, it's so good. Like, like I, mm-hmm. and I told the guy, I'm like, I don't even care what you have by Nightmare Brewing. Whatever it is, I'll take it. But they were out of everything. Ah. Yeah. So, but they told me to like to check on Tuesdays because that's when they get their shipment for that. So I'll be checking that out. There we go. There we go. Something to look forward to. Tuesday, I've been saying this for a long time. Tuesday is like the most useless day of the year or of of, of the the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because like every every other day has a role. Monday is the start of the week, right? right? Wednesday is hump day. Okay. Thursday, the day before the weekend, you know, and... 
Okay. Fr- Friday is Friday, and then you have the weekend. Okay. Like Tuesday is like nothing. It's it's like a totally nothing day. So if you can find something to do on Tuesday, like go and grab some cool new beer. Hey, man, awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, it's 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 the same thing with Mondays as, as, as well. Everyone dreads Monday. You know, it's like oh, yeah. back to work, and uh, you know, I I don't know. I'm always kind of of the opinion that if you schedule something, something cool to do on a Monday, like give it a reason to look forward to it. Like this past Monday, the Park Theater here in Winnipeg has we're starting back doing our our um, cult horror movie nights. Oh, nice! What's coming? What's yeah. coming up next? Yeah, yeah. This past Monday, the um, the eighties Italian slasher opera aired, and tomorrow, as we speak, the uh, zombie movie simply titled "Zombie" is is going to be airing. So I'm like, okay, you know, we're starting to get back cult move cult movie night. They're all on Mondays. Looking forward to Mondays. <laughs> you know. So. I really wish you hadn't have said the zombie movie titled Zombie. And I wish you would just said, oh, yeah, they're going to play the movie Zombie. So I could have been like, what's that about? Oh, you know, okay. I, just because, you know, that's the smart aleck in me. I can't help it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we've got a um, hopefully this episode won't be another, I don't know, five, six hour marathon like we did last episode. But um, we do have a lot to get to. I'm really looking forward to um, tonight's Creature Feature band we've had on before. And we will definitely have on again. But before we get to that, as we speak right now, right I want to say today is um happy birthday today to our good buddy princess diana she volunteers good 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 friend of ours and she volunteers with me at ninja cat it is her birthday today as well she shares a birthday with withdrawal vocalist adam dyson as well so horns up and happy birthday to our friends there and i totally thought you meant the actual princess diana Oh no, that's. that's I'm like, what, really? That's, that's, wow! I don't think like what kind of ties to the throne does Snowy have? I don't think we've ever talked about this kind of stuff on the show. Yeah. What's going on here? No, 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 no. That's just my like. People need nicknames. It's true. You know, and I when I first met our good buddy Diana, I've you know I immediately said, okay. You know what your new nickname is, right? And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, sure enough. So happy birthday, and let's get on with it. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what you got? All right, man. So. First, let's talk about what we had at the top of the show. We lost two very influential people in metal this week. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. First, Mr. Martin Birch, um, probably best known as the producer for Iron Maiden. He produced, um, what was it, the second in Maiden album, Killers, up through, oh, what was the one in the 90s? Was it Fear in the Dark? Fear of the Dark, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So so he, he produced... Um, 
I mean, really, he produced the albums that put Maiden on the map, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and he also produced Rainbow and Deep Purple, like all all the things that are new Wabam to us, you know, or like have some sort of significance for us as metalheads because Rainbow gave us Ronnie James Dio, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he had his finger on it. And I, my, my birthday, Snowy, is August, tw- not August, what am I saying? No, August <laughs> is my is my mom. No, my, uh, my birthday is December 27th, right? Mm-hmm. Horrible time for a birthday. Like my family forgets it two days after Christmas terrible time for a birthday right it is yeah you know because all your friends that have like june birthdays totally different experience than if you have a december <laughs> birthday right uh-huh. so i'm always looking i'm like man can't there just be somebody cool and famous that shares a birthday with me and i can i can never find anybody like there's never anybody i'm like man why can't it be like david bowie or you know anybody steve harris so how about i only learn now that martin birch and i share a birthday. He's December oh. 27th. Right on. Yeah. I was really excited about that. Like, I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, um, let's raise it, raise a glass for Martin Birch. Let's celebrate all the amazing music that that man helped to get to us. Right. So mm-hmm. he may not have written the songs, but trust me, man, um, you can have a great song recorded really poorly. Oh, and, for sure. You know, uh-huh. Martin helped make sure that the music that we love sounds great even, you know, 30, 40 years later here. Definitely, so. definitely. Now, imagine, okay, taking everything that he did yeah. and just, it disappears. Wipe it away. Imagine what metal would look like today. Like, wow. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah if you were to make a top 10 list of you know the most influential non-musicians in in metal. He would definitely be top five, I think. I feel like anybody who picked up a guitar in the '80s would not even exist because they wouldn't have been able to play "Smoke on the Water." <laughs> yeah, like true. think about that. That's true. <laughs> like, like, I mean, how many? You know, you and I are, are the same age. We grew up in the same era. Every time somebody picked up a guitar, even if they had no idea what they're doing. Uh, 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 uh. Everybody mm-hmm. could play that, you mm-hmm. know. Like, like without smoking the water, what would have been the gateway? You know? I still, when when you said smoke on the water, I immediately thought back to my teens and listening to my friends. Like, I'm in the other room and he's in his bedroom and he's uh, uh, yep. Uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's like yeah it's oak on the water you're right it's you know i immediately exactly the way he played it you know at least was 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 trying to learn and like that that is influence yeah man it really for sure is. for sure and then not only martin birch passed away but like literally what yesterday as we're recording this i think he just yeah. passed away yesterday on august 14th um, mm-hmm. Pete Way, right? So bassist, probably best known for the bassist of UFO. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. Um, and founder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, founder of UFO. Um, he is a founding member of Fast Way, which I find hysterical because he's not actually on any of the albums. <laughs> no, no, it was kind of weird how they, him and Fast Eddie Clark got, got together 
and said, well, let's just merge our names yep. and came up with Fastway. Yeah. And then, you know, Pete had something come up and he couldn't do it. So Which was D- Diary of the Madman Tour, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what that's what came up. Okay, yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, he's played with a lot of people. And um, kind of tying back to the, the Iron Maiden thing, something I learned when looking this up was his signature look was a Fender Precision Bass and striped trousers. And you and I would say pants, but since he's British, we have to say trousers. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so his striped trousers, and like I'm looking at a picture, I'm like, well, holy crap, that looks like Iron Maiden. And then I keep reading, and it's like, he was a big influence on Steve Harris's uh, look. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, huge influence. Like, Steve <laughs> Harris pretty much just ripped him off completely, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it has not been a good week in metal. We lost two, two absolutely influential and legendary yeah. figures. So, radioactive metal. We extend our condolences to the Birch and the Way families. That's too bad. And we thank them for all, all, that, all that they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? All right, so I've been hitting the surf this week because um, we actually took this week off and we got to the beach three different times. I've been doing oh, a lot wow. of body boarding, boarding rather bodyboarding, and because of that, I've been following surf culture a little bit this week. And I really like. I've been thinking about it again because I, I know I talk about this on on the, um, on the on the show every now and then. We really need to do a surf and skate episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out how I want to do it. But um, anyway, because of the, the 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 surf thing here, I found this surf festival, or I guess more like so. All right, do you guys have like vintage car shows up in Canada? Is that yeah, yeah. We yeah. Look, apart from like, there's the the World on Wheels, you know annual event you know which is a which is the car convention they bring all the pro wrestlers in to sign autographs and all that it's just and um so that's way bigger than what i'm talking about okay yeah do you you guys have like like the little shows where maybe they take over like a street and and when i say little i mean like like there could be you know a few hundred cars but it's like we don't have celebrities showing up at it Right, right. What? Yeah, we have some something like that where um, the manager of, at, at an A and W, because of course A and W used to be a drive-in exactly. back in the fifties okay, and the sixties yep. and all that. So uh, every once in a while, one 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 of the managers of the A and W will open up the parking lot, and the people that have these vintage cars and all that, they just kind of show up and park in the parking lot and they the people that own these cars kind of hang out and talk and people whoever wants to come by and see their cars and all that so yeah we kind of have okay you know a very diy you know vintage car dis display conventions whatever you want to call it so well, yeah we do have them yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about right because um in pennsylvania that was it was a really a, a regular thing in Pennsylvania. There'd be quite a few different shows like that because we had a lot of classic car clubs up there. Um, but down here, they don't do that as much. And like like a couple times on our main street in Somerville, they did it. There's only really one big one every year. And I think I've talked about it on the show before. It's called Rockabilly Q. And they actually started taking it down to Florida now too. So they think there's two different shows they do. But they have it um, down this place called Park Circle here in North Charleston. 
And dude, they line the streets with amazing cars. But there's vendors, there's live music. Like, it is a giant party. But being that it's, um, you know, all these classic cars and stuff, it's rockabilly themed. So you have everybody kind of looking like 50s, 60s culture, right? Probably, probably more 50s for the rockabilly and, and, and the car greaser cruiser thing tying to the A&W. And I point that out to kind of explain Tiki Oasis because Tiki Oasis is essentially the surf culture version of that. So picture like all, like everything you know about like the 60s surf culture and like the island Tiki kind of stuff and Tiki bars and, Mm-hmm. You know, surf and surf music like Dick Dale and Miserloo and and the reverb dripped clean Beach Boys kind of songs and all that sort of stuff. And um, they throw this huge thing. They take over this place called Paradise Point. And I've never gotten to go and I've only heard about it the past couple of years. But now they're doing all this stuff online. So um, they're having like an online tiki art show and it's very mid-century in the art. So it's kind of 50s like... I I I feel like it's just like spans this '50s '60s era, both rockabilly and like the surf culture stuff, you know. And so they're doing this online art show and all that sort of stuff. So I've been participating in that this weekend, mm. which has been really cool because it's stuff I don't normally get to see. So not necessarily metal, but still, it's going to influence the show. Trust me on this one. Right on, right on. Now, something that is metal, I found a band this week. I discovered them uh, via Instagram, via somebody's pedal post, and it's a doomy kind of band. I dig them. They're called Undercliff, and um, you can check them out at undercliff.bandcamp.com, and remember, coming up September 4th is the next Bandcamp Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to start like looking for like a different Bandcamp band to call out like every week because I want to make sure that we are doing what we can to support these artists and Bandcamp Friday support them because they that way they get the money for it. Um, but there's only four tracks on this album. It's um, seven dollars for the digital copy, twenty bucks if you want vinyl, ten bucks for CD. But I mean, my thought is, pay seven to get the digital or twenty to get the vinyl. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking, well, it's only four tracks, it feels like expensive. Um, the songs are like nine minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's yeah. long, doomy <laughs> songs. Like you're you're getting your money's worth here. Trust me. Um, but I really dig it. Like the first track is the title track of the album. It's called. And hang on, I wrote it down here. I need to find it. Comfort of Innsmouth, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right. And that's the, name right. of the title track. And it's it's good. But my favorite track is the last track, and that's Blacksmith's Robot. Mm. Yeah, I really dig it. Um, and then the the art also drew me in because it's very H.P. Lovecraft. Like right on. It has those like alien sea creature kind of kind of things to it. You know. Sounds Lovecraftian. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've just I've always digged like the the Lovecraftian horror kind of themes. And then um, I finished watching that Kiss documentary I mentioned last week. All right. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, I don't know if anybody who has not grown up with the band in the way that I have is going to appreciate the documentary is as much as I did. Cause I mean, as documentaries go, it's pretty standard, but it's, uh, what I like about it is it's like literally this fan's journey. You know, he talks about, this is when I came on board and he came on later than me. 
as a, as a Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. And I think like the first thing he discovered was the Kiss Meets the Fam of the Park. Hmm. <laughs> you know, movie. Like that's kind of how he saw it. He didn't even realize they were a band. And then he saw the kiss comic books. So he thought they were like superheroes. He didn't realize there was a band. Right. (laughs) And then, so you kind of go through that journey with him and then into the nineties and all that sort of stuff. So it's very well done. It's very professionally done. And it's up on YouTube for free. There's ads and stuff in it in the middle of it, but dude, like definitely check it out, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the last thing here, and I thought I had it closer to me. Hang on. I did a terrible job preparing for this. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. I finished reading the Rage Against the Machine book, Know Your Enemy, um, Rage Against the Machine by Joel McIver. And, you know, Joel's, um, I can't remember, have we had Joel on the show for other books? Yes, yeah. Because I know he's done a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, This book is one of the hardest reads I think I've ever done. And... It's not all the time. It's only when they talk about the politics because holy crap. It's some of this stuff and some of these concepts are just really, really high up there. Um, so it, it definitely slowed me down a bit trying to figure this out. But one of the interesting concepts they talk about, and it seems to be one of um, Tom Morello's passion projects, is the idea of wage slavery. Um, that, and it's almost kind of like if we go back to like medieval times, like the feudal system, like you're born into a class, that's the class you work. Like if you're a blacksmith, you stay a blacksmith and then your mm-hmm. children are a blacksmith and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, if, if you work the land then you work the land, your children work the land, their your grandchildren work the land, that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, the, the rich are staying rich and there's no, no way to move up. So they they kind of look at it like like wage slavery that minimum wage keeps people complacent and you know stuck to where they can't do anything and what if they really wanted to do whatever else and i think with our um political you know season heating up here um when we don't have a creature feature and we have time for a longer discussion i think you and i should discuss wage slavery cuz i've got some interesting interesting theories about it um, and I'd be, be curious to hear your thoughts um, because like I, the concept in general is like, well, you know, people should be able to provide for themselves and still do the things they want. I'm like, yeah, but who's going to take out the trash? Like somebody still has to do some of these jobs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I've seen like the people, you know, like, I mean, just do growing up. Like you had, you know, your friends where they couldn't keep their house clean, you know? I like, there's a friend of mine, um, grown up, like, his house was just always a mess. I mean, okay. like, like garbage sitting on the countertops kind of stuff. Like, just, oh, geez. just take out the garbage. Yeah, you know? like, what's, well, that's, the parents never taught them. The, well, no, this was the parents. Just... This was actually the parents. And like, like both parents didn't work at least not at this point. And so it's like, why is this place always like this? Right? Like, how do you get into these, these kind of, kind of things? So, mm-hmm. you know, um, like literally him and his neighbors came in, cleaned up the entire house. Cause I, cause I walked in I'm like, Holy crap. What happened here, man? He's like, well, you know, we got the neighbors and like, like, and again, all the kids, like they came in, they do the place is spick and span. 
the next week when I was back, it was it, it, you wouldn't have even known, <laughs> right? And, uh-huh. and like, and th- this is going to be like, like kind of the basis for my argument is like, well, what if whatever it is that they want to do isn't productive? Like, you, there are still basic things I think that everybody has to do, and I think that'd be fun as a debate. But like, I I would really enjoy debating Tom Morello with it because I think think some of the the points that he makes, I'm like, yeah, I feel like you're off base here, you know. Yeah, he's definitely um, he's he's pretty he's he's pretty out there. I think yeah. maybe the biggest criticism that Raging Against the Machine has ever gotten is the fact that they were on a major label. Well, you're screaming all these left wing politics, and you know, but here you are signed to a major label and all that. Personally, I always enjoyed the irony of that. Well, not only is there you the know. irony of it, but they really they they. I, I, I never had as much of a problem with that because they were doing it the way that Henry Rollins would do it. So, because mm-hmm. you remember like when Rollins used to get crap when he'd do the underwear ads? Mm, no, actually. Okay, well, so he'd do like the Calvin Klein ads okay. and then people would like blow up at him like, oh, how can you do this? How can you stand for like this brand and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, because I'm taking that money and putting it into my big co- book company, which is art that none of them like. So they just paid for me to do art that they hate, you know, and that's the same thing against Rage Against the Machines. Like, yeah, we're on a major label, but we actually got them to agree to pay us for politics that they definitely that are they don't like. That yeah. they don't like. That's it. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah like, that. That, that's really, I mean, like, that's what everybody should be trying to do. Figure out a way <laughs> to make somebody pay you to do things that they don't like, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, you use that money to fund stuff. So, right on. so yeah. yeah, like it's really, it's a killer book. Um, there's a lot of things that I honestly wasn't aware of with some of the political causes and things that they were about. And yeah, it's, it's intense. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a really, it's, it's a really good read. Um, you know, have a thesaurus and uh, internet handy in case you gotta look stuff up like I needed to. Um, but <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 a heck of a read. Definitely check it out. Right on, right on, for sure, for sure. That's something I've you know I read magazines a lot and all that. And I know there's like a lot of amazing books and all that that I really need to. Uh, that's that's probably going to be my retirement plan. You know, just sitting on the front step with my. <laughs> Me and me and my buddy Jack and just read all these books until I'm no longer with us. There's so many books, man. There we are, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. that's my metal fix, man. What's going on with you? Well, for myself, um, it's look some first of all, a couple of really cool um records came across my desk. First and foremost, all of the hard work has paid off all throughout this year. We've been hyping, we've been pushing, we've every every chance we get, we've thrown the name Votov out there. Yes, yes, we Votov, have. yes, is a local brutal death metal band that this year they signed on to CDN Records. We actually played the audio from them signing the contract. We've played um We've played commercials for it. We've done just just whatever we could, you know, to help out our buddies in Votov. 
It all paid off because as we speak, yesterday, their full-length uh, label debut on CDN record. Now, I don't know exactly how how they're going to pronounce this. I'm going to be talking to these guys soon enough, I'm sure. But the name of the album is IXXI, all capital letters, or maybe that's supposed to be Roman numerals or whatever. Or just I'm just kind of like, bottom line, New Votov came out yesterday. It came across my desk and I was cranking it and it's wow. Wow, I can see I can see where all this hard work went into and um we're on to something special. We're on to something really cool and it's a contender. It's definitely a contender. I'm going to get to a track with that as well. Another really cool band that came across my desk. Um, they're called Ghoul House. Oh, I just like the name already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had my de- attention. Their debut, their debut record, Rig- Rigamortis Intermezzo. I don't know exactly what that means, but basically they're a Swedish death grind band. Now picture if Entombed with that classic Entombed sound. Okay. Okay, if they were heavily, heavily influenced by old school grind, this is what Ghoul House would kind of sound like and all that. That came across my desk. I was spinning that and it's like, okay, this is actually some really cool stuff as well. So let me pause you there. Spell spell the second half of that Ghoul House thing. You said um, the title. What was it? The Intermezzo? Rigor, rigor mortis, intermezzo, I N T E R, inter, M E Z Z O. Okay, so intermezzo. Okay, so, and that's what I thought when you said it. So, an intermezzo is a short piece of music for a solo instrument, or a short connecting movement in an opera or musical work. So that that's a very interesting way to kind of put that together with the rigor mortis. Like it's, it's like kind of kind of like. <laughs> Connecting the death, maybe I don't. I don't know. Like, like I, I kind of like where they're going. I'd love to talk to them about that title. Like, that's that's clever. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I, I had no idea. See, you're the, you're the, the actual music guy. I'm good with the shit after it's recorded. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're definitely the musician on the show. So yeah, I just, I had no idea what it was. But okay, now it all kind of fits together. And wow, yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you recall last year, one of our indie spotlights, I discovered this really cool um, old school Chicago hardcore band that I just totally wet myself over. They were called Two Minute Minor. Okay, and obviously with a name like that and a hardcore band and all that, a good Canadian boy, obviously I assume the Chicago Blackhawks fans, obviously. <laughs> And all that you knew, okay, this was going to catch my attention. I found out recently, Two Minute Minor, okay, same band, has been kind of active on the recording front with what's going on, you know, with the COVID lockdown and all that, where they this year they've released two new EPs and a single. Okay, and the two EPs are called the Lockdown EP, or the the Lockdown album. 
okay, where basically, you know, they hold, they were hold up recording new songs. Great. Okay. The second was the lockdown EP kind of expanded where it was an EP of cover songs as well, doing covers from Chromag, Slapshot, Chain of Strength, a lot of really, a lot of really cool stuff. And finally, they put out a new single called Choke on the Blood, okay, which uh, really, really cool old school stuff. They even went out and got none other than Eddie Leeway, him of Leeway fame, to provide some vocals on it as well. So oh, it's wow. like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, wow, this, this is some pretty, pretty amazing stuff. So like it just, oh. Uh, I just was just <laughs> sitting in front. I just I know I was just sitting in front of the computer, giving it a listen, and it's like wow, like this this shit is tailor made for me, <laughs> you know. Especially one of the songs that I'm going to get to in a little bit. Last episode, you mentioned Ace Freely covering Deep Purple Space Trucking. Yes, yes, yes. Last night, I kind of sat down. It was a Friday night, I was supposed to make my way out, but I just had too many things going against me doing that. So me and my buddy Jack, we just kind of sat down and played some tunes and kicked back. And one of those songs that I was digging was your aforementioned cover song. And you're right, man. It's pretty kick-ass. It's really good. I really, I really, really dug it. And of course... This is I was checking out the video on YouTube, and of course they make made they make rec- recommendations, and sure enough, a couple of years ago, Freely I don't know exactly how long ago now, but Freely had an album called Anomaly. Okay. Back, and apparently he did a cover of uh, Sweets Fox on the Run. Oh yeah 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 I can't remember that. Okay yeah see I had no idea about this. So I was cranking that as well. That was some pretty cool stuff. And of course, one of my all-time favorite songs of any genre, any artist, is Freely Comets Rock Soldiers. Like you'll you'll be familiar with that, obviously. Believe it or not, I'm not. I'm trying to think. Like I cannot. Place Dude, it in my you've head. never heard Freely's Comets Rock Soldiers? It is not ringing a bell for me now. Holy shit! Okay, Freely's Comet. Their his debut album okay i mean i remember freely's comment i remember all that but rock soldiers yeah. is just oh shit i just i just assumed that you knew what it was it's this wicked song that it was just all about him you know living the hard rock life rock and roll lifestyle but he's drinking and driving barreling down the highway he's got the devil by his side and it's like it's just it's this absolutely amazing story and it's a song that will always be special to in snowy manor here because shortly after i started dating my now wife okay we were listening to this song because i really dug it Okay, it was one of the few, and this was this was at a time I wasn't listening to a lot of that stuff. I gotcha. was fully immersed in the underground, but I just loved the story and everything. Bad, you have to go listen to the song. Anyways, the first time we listened to it together, she said, "Yeah, I really dug this song," you know, and I immediately thought of you 
because it's like, okay, the listening to the lyrics and all that, I knew that you would really dig this song. And I'm like, wow. wow. Holy shit. Like, this was a year before we actually started dating and all that. Wow. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. Say what <laughs> people like to rib me about being snowy and all that. But the love of my life, like, she had her designs on me a year before... Uh, <laughs> Before we even got, we got together, so I must be doing something right. Must be doing something right in, so in that department. So, but dude, yeah, Rock Soldiers, fucking amazing tune. Yeah, really. I got, I, don't I, know I, got it. I got chills. Just, just ignore the eighties hair in the video. I mean, I like the eighties hair. Oh. oh no no that was the, that was like ah that was the thing about the 80s that kind of gnawed me the most you saw all these bands ozzy scorpions heart judas priest you had all these these great bands and of course it's the 80s it's all about design it's all about fashion and all that because it was the vapid 80s of course and you see them with the teased up hair and it's like oh no and they all look back at that moment and go, I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Get all that. But so, yeah, just ignore the 80s hair. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. And, of course, just kicking back and listening to tunes. And the idea of finding the No Life Till Leather demo tape. Oh, the, yeah. the For Metallic and all that. And it's, it's a really weird listen now. Yeah, right. Okay, like I've heard it before in the past. I don't own a physical copy of it. I kind of wish I did and all that, but it is it is up on you it is up on YouTube. It's a really weird listen now because it's basically that demo tape would go on to become re-recorded as Kill 'em All. Yeah. Some key changes here and there, you know, including the song Mechanics. Oh, yes. Which would become the Four Horsemen, and of course, Dave Mustaine. We all know us, the old timers here. We all know the story behind it, how Mustaine wrote a lot of the mechanics and put it on the first Megadeth record and the whole story, blah, blah, blah. To hear the mechanics with a very young James Hetfield singing, like, uh, is, is like some sort of a bizarro world. <laughs> shift you know <laughs> yeah. you know you know the studio here kind of opened up and i got sucked off into an alternate universe <laughs> and all that right before that though i saw i saw a youtube ad for um snm2 oh yes and dude i'm telling you it's it looked pretty damn good. Dude, I, that's the one I saw in the theater. It's absolutely amazing. Okay, hopefully I can find some sort of... Uh, the. I'm sure there'll be a DVD release or whatnot of it. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about. They had the, the pre-order. It sold out. So now you got to kind of get it through your indie record stores. Um, I still plan on trying to pre-order it through Monster Music. But um, okay. the, the deluxe version has... Sheet music, the DVD, the entire concert, vinyl, CD, download, all of it. Um, and that's like 120 bucks. Well, well <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm looking for the deluxe. I just want, I just want the show. Like that's, um, 
like I said, it looked pretty cool. And finally, um, because of tonight's creature feature, the new Necrot record, Mortal, drops August 28th. So we sat down and had a cool chat with Mr. Chad Gailey about it. So that kind of inspired me to uh, pull out some tank crime stuff and check out their band camp and crank some stuff on there. I totally forgot that Tank Crimes, and I have a vinyl version of this, but Tank Crimes handled Iron Reagan's 2012 demo tape. They kind of pressed it onto vinyl. I was listening to to that. Toxic Holocaust, who we have, we had Joel Grind on the show earlier this year. He did a number of really cool um, splits with Tank Crimes, first with Municipal Waste, that, that classic Toxic Waste. Uh-huh. EP that we sold a metric shit ton copies of uh, at the Warren Music Shop. Dude, we could not keep that EP in stock. It was flying off the shelf and all that. So I was cranking that. Toxic also did a, a cool split with Inepsy as well. And just I'm going to urge, implore, whatever word you want to use, go on to Bandcamp, check out all the really cool stuff at tank crimes because not only is it an awesome label but we know personally that they are some really cool people behind all of that stuff um but we get into some tunage here i'm going to drop a track from that amazing full-length label release debut from Votov. Dude, I love this title. From 1XX1 or whatever it is. I got to find out for sure. This is Votov with Head Over Hooves. <laughs> Yeah. 
fight tooth and nail for everything we can get. Because big business and the government are not the friends of the working man. was that aforementioned single from Two Minute Minor with Choke on the Blood featuring the immortal Eddie Leeway. Great stuff, great stuff. And I couldn't help it, dude. Had to drop had to drop a track from Ghoul House as well. Now, of course, we were just saying before this these this this block of songs how cool Head Over Hooves was for a song title. Yeah. How about Necroholics Anonymous? Oh, dude. <laughs> that, is, that is the awesomeness of a ghoul house. Check that stuff out. Great stuff, great stuff. And you're right. This is, this is definitely a band that we should probably have on in the very near future. A band that we have had on in the past... We will have them on again, definitely, is Necrot. You'll recall, I guess it's been a couple years ago now, um, their last record, Blood Offerings, came out on Tank Crimes, blew us away. Then when we had the opportunity 
to speak with vocalist um, Lucio Indrio. We had a great time, great chat, doing everything we can to push that band. We had the um, opportunity to meet them when they came through town and helped them move their gear in and all that and had a couple beers and had a grand old time. That was when I first met tonight's Creature Feature from Necrot in drummer Mr. Chad Gailey. Rock on. Yeah, yeah. And of course... We've actually been playing um, some stuff from Mr. Gailey as well the past little while because he's also pounding the skins for Mortuous as well. You recall a couple episodes we dropped a track from one of their recent releases as well. But today, tonight, not only on Radioactive Metal, but the metal world, the underground in general, is laser, laser focused on the new Necrot album, Mortal. It's going to be available August 28th. And as we said in the interview, you know, definitely a bucket list moment for the band. And just as a reflection of the interest the underground has in this record, the latest issue of Disciple, <laughs> Decibel Magazine. Never thought I'd see the day when Necrot graced that cover but but yeah yeah totally stoked so um yeah with with everything that's going on and the fact that we're into mortuous big time as well when we had the chance to speak to mr gailey we jumped all over it to get us to that awesome chat let's drop a track from said new Necrot record. I guess what is a single these days? I don't know what you would call them in any ways. And anyways, the first song available to the public was Stench of Decay.
yeah, first and foremost, I guess what we should probably get to is October 28th. The new Necrot album, Mortal Drops. I imagine you're uh, pretty excited. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's August 28th. Um, mm-hmm. It's next It's next month. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're really, really excited for it, though. We've been pushing it for the last few months um, with three different singles every month. And it seems like people are really stoked to hear it. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're... Like I said, we're we're really excited to finally get it out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I've been listening to the advanced singles and all that, and i got to say I'm pretty stoked for myself. One of the things that I'm really digging about it as well, and it seems like a minor thing, but for me it's kind of a big thing, but it's being put out on Tank Crimes again, correct? Yes. Right, right. And the awesome thing about that is you guys seem to be building, you know, with each record, Necrot seems to be getting bigger and bigger, but, you know, you're staying true to these people that brought you to the dance. Is Was that a conscious decision? Just, okay, we're, we're, we're going to stick with with Tank Crimes with this? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've always wanted to stick with Tank Crimes for this one just because of, um, you know, the support that Scotty has given us over the years, and, and personally, it's just better to work with uh, you know, people that we consider our family. Um, just you know, just because it's uh, it's it's hard to work with people you don't know and you don't know what they're really trying to offer you. But you know, everything is so transparent with Scotty and with Tank Crimes that um, we just we just know we're not going to be taken advantage of. And um, you know, uh, everything is just it, it's basically laid out from the beginning. So that's why right, right. Right. With with this, and like I said, you guys seem to be, you know, making those advances in in terms of recognition. Have you gotten any offers, like say from a, a Century Media or a Metal Blade or anything so far yet? Uh, we've talked with some other labels, but nobody really followed through with us, and um, it's kind of unfortunate because. Um, you know, we're willing to talk and work out some sort of deal, but it just seems like, you know, all these labels have an idea of what they want, uh, and you know, we we don't want to compromise, and we don't want to um, we don't want to limit ourselves because we know where we're at, and we know how hard we work, and we don't want you know somebody to take advantage of us when uh, we we really don't even have to have that happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I imagine like a label like Tank Crimes is just going to say, go write some songs. We'll put them out. You guys know your shit. Yeah, no, I mean, Scotty has been fully supportive of everything we've been doing. Um, he doesn't, you know, own any of the rights to our music. It's like, you know, we, we fund everything ourselves. And Scotty just facilitates it to be put out on record. And he does a lot of promotion for us as well. But, you know, it's like we as a band do a lot of promotion as well. You know, we tour all the time, you know, besides when this coronavirus happened. I mean, we were on the road every year for, you know, months at a time. Uh, We even had like almost five months of touring scheduled for this year until the pandemic kind of shut everything down. So, Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, we just want to go with people that, fully support us and we're not just going to be some random band 
you know, on their label. Right, right, yeah. It's probably uh, well. I I don't want to disparage any other bands because all the bands on Tank Crimes are awesome. But with you guys, you're kind of like the the big ish fish in the pond, I guess. Maybe we'll see yeah, how this I mean, record we, plays out. Yeah, we're definitely a, one of the bigger bands on Tank Crimes, and I mean, we're friends with pretty much all the bands on Tank Crimes roster, just because. A lot of them are local or, you know, we've played with them before. So, um, but I mean, yeah, he's got like bands like Ghoul and uh, Brain Oil, Death Grave. Uh, he helped facilitate a, um, a release for one of my other bands, Mortuous. So, you know, yeah, we, we're definitely among good good company there. For sure, for sure. Blood Offerings, the last record, I believe that was 2017, that, that really pushed you guys forward into the underground, or at least in terms of recognition. And now it just seems like all this hard work is paying off. Have you actually noticed, like, hey, we're, Necrot is really, uh, we're really making waves here. Yeah, I think with this album, it definitely showed. I mean, the album isn't even out yet, and we've definitely sold uh, a ton of copies. I mean, we're you know, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how many total that have sold uh, when the album finally comes out and the numbers get reported. But I mean, from Tank Crimes and from and Necrot's uh, merch sales. Like we've been selling thousands of records in in every format, so it's it's really wow. cool to see happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, as well, like um, I just assumed that I was going to be speaking to Luca again, but when our when your people told me that okay, you're going to be talking to Chad, I got extra stoked because um, we've been giving some attention lately to your other band that you just name-dropped, Mortuous. We just played a track off of that new uh, demos compilation. But you've been awesome. on our radar through the since the uh, Through Wilderness record. Um, awesome. what, how, yeah. how, how are we going to follow that record up? Uh, well, we're currently working on the new record right now. Um, I've learned about half of the album so far, and... Um, there's a few more tracks we're we're trying to come up with, but um, once I learn all the songs um, and practice them enough, we're all going to meet up and and try to start practicing them, and then go in and record it as soon as possible. Um, but in the meantime, we just repressed um, the Three Wilderness album, and um, we just, like you said, put out that demos comp CD. We we've done two splits in the past um, two years. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff to you know check out in the meantime while everybody's waiting for the new stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on top of that, just last year you had a new Vastum record as well, Official Purge. Yeah, or Official Purge came out in October. It was like the the very end of October of last year. Right, right. That's that's you got a lot on your plate, and you've been very creative for the last couple of years. Do you think? Oh, geez, maybe I'm spreading myself a little too thin here. Uh, I mean, it was definitely like that a few years ago, but um, I've been able to manage uh, being in three bands and and running a, a record label. That 
you know, it is definitely a lot of work every day, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. And, um, you know, I'm trying to just seize the opportunity while it's here because you never know when it might not be there anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Give her now. Definitely. Um, yep. I've noticed that, okay, you have these small, these multiple bands and all that. And here on the local scene in Winnipeg, like drummers seem to be a valuable commodity. Like are you at any one given time, a drummer will be in like three or four different bands around here like that. Do you find that as well? Like in the next level, like do you see a lot of other drummers doing what you do as well? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's just a worldwide problem, uh, the drummer shortage. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's never enough drummers. There's plenty of guitarists, and, um, you know, that that will never go out of style. But with a good drummer, it's very few and far between. So um, a, lot of, a lot of the times, you know, people will be in multiple projects. And, I mean, at, in 2014, I think I was in like seven bands at one point and thankfully wow. <laughs> I'm not in that uh position anymore and uh three bands is is a perfect number it's it's not too much and it's just enough at the same time so mhm mm-hmm. and they're all awesome bands with with record deals and all that so I got to say horns yes. up to you my friend that's fantastic yeah thank you so much um with that, with all that's been going on, and like I said, it's probably been a whirlwind just the last three years for you. Maybe share uh, what what you can won't get you whatever won't get you arrested or throwing someone under the bus. Maybe maybe <laughs> share like a cool memory that you might want to put out there for the fans that you just kind of experienced. Um, cool, like just on tour or just yeah, on tour or just and. That, that, that anywhere, like if there was this moment that you'll never want to forget, this would be it. <laughs> oh man, there's been there's just been so many crazy stories over the years. I'm I'm just trying to think. I mean, uh, I guess one of the more recent memories was when we were in Japan and um, we were, we just got done touring Australia for like three weeks. And we were going to Japan to play a festival, and this crazy typhoon was about to hit. And, you know, oh, everybody geez. wasn't wow. taking it too seriously. But, um, you know, we we don't really experience typhoons or hurricanes or any sort of, like, kind of crazy weather where we're from. So, you know, we were, we were all pretty nervous. So, like, we were staying at this Airbnb, and we had to... Uh, <laughs> to find a bunch of like cardboard and and tape and try to like barricade ourselves in in case um you know the typhoon actually hit Tokyo because it was supposed to hit where we were staying like directly like we were going to be in the eye of the storm oh, if wow. it actually touched down but thankfully it moved um to the northeast at the very last second so we were spared but like it, it's you know it's not funny when you think about all the the damage that it caused to the place that it did hit, and I think people did uh, pass away as a result of that. So mm-hmm. you know it, it could have been very serious if it if it hit us, but it was you know just like 
just us preparing for it and, you know, how we were all pretty stressed out about it. Um, you know, it was definitely, you know, a, kind of a crazy experience that I don't want to, I don't think I'll ever forget. <laughs> no, no, I guess not. I guess not. And I guess that's not, that, that's stuff that we, you know, as bands, we, okay, like we see our bands, they, they go on tour and they, they come through town and all that. But to us, it's like, oh, he's living the dream. It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the time. No, no, it's stuff like this sometimes. And that's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, we've been dealing with crazy weather um, this that whole last year in 2019. Just, you know, we're touring so much. And, you know, we we did, you know, the Decibel Tour with Cannibal Corpse and Morbid Angel and Immolation and Blood Incantation. And we... We were just caught in all of the severe winter storms across America because we'd go from one place to another, and it was always varying. And then, you know, we had some trouble uh, just in the later part of the year because we did another tour again. So it's just like, you know, it's not always just partying and fun. It's, you know, you're you're kind of putting your life on the line <laughs> to play music <laughs> at, at some point, so... Gotta gotta keep that in mind too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. Okay, you guys are from Oakland, right? San Francisco area. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah. Right, right. And you're still relatively young. How much of the bay, the whole Bay Area, did you experience? Um. Well, I mean, I've I grew up in San Jose, which is south. It's like an hour south of Oakland and San Francisco. So I've right. kind of lived in the greater Bay Area my whole life, but um, what is it? Um, you know, we we play in Oakland a lot. We play in San Francisco. I mean, the the Bay Area is huge, so it's like, you know, even if you visit a lot of places, you still haven't visited them all. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I've, I've visited enough of the Bay Area just to get an idea of what it's like. A lot of it, you know, a lot of the greater Bay Area is a lot of suburbs, but if you get, you know, into the actual San Francisco and Oakland, it's very, uh, it's it's more of like the city, city kind of scene, so. Right on, right on. And I imagine, like, when I was a teenager, like, the Bay Area, that was the thing, Testament, Exodus, Violence, Death Angel, and all that. Like, what is the scene like that musically there is there still like the legend of the bay area is that still a thing yeah i mean people when they hear a band that's from oakland they automatically you know they they think it's going to be sick and usually it is sick so i mean most of most of the stuff in oakland right now there's a lot of um death metal and black metal um there's uh, a lot of punk music. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's very um, very diverse as far as, like, what music is happening. There's so many people and so many bands here um, that, you know, it, there's a lot to go around. And um, I, th- I, think, uh, I think it's definitely, you know, still a, a hot point for most people when they think of like Bay Area music, they automatically just go, "Oh yeah, Oakland has the best scene right now." Fair enough, fair enough. And I know, I know you're a busy guy. Probably got a lot of media going on. But I have to ask, 
I haven't seen it yet because up here in Canada, I think the issues are being pushed back again. We're just playing catch up. But um, Necrot on the cover of the new Decibel or this month's Decibel, that must be exciting. Yeah, that's rad. Um, I would have never thought it would it would ever happen that we'd be on the cover of a magazine, especially like the biggest magazine in North America. So, um, yeah, it's it's an honor, and like you know, we're huge fans of Decibel, and they are Necrot as well. So it's it's really cool how much support they've given us and uh, let us be on the cover of the magazine. We're we're really thankful for it. Right on, right on. How did the whole process happen? Did they just call you up and say, hey, this is what we're doing? Uh, I think it just, you know, all correlated with the new album and um, having that come out. And, yeah, I, th- I think they just wanted to support us. And and I know Tank Crimes had a lot to do with it as well, just, um, you know, because Tank Crimes has been putting ads in Decibel and they've, you know, for mm-hmm. for years, so it's just it was like you know it was about I think it was it was just a combination of tank crimes and decibel coming together to make it happen. Right on, right on. Well, I'm absolutely stoked for you. And finally, um, the next 365 days for any one of your bands, like right now, I guess things are kind of on hold. But do we know what's going to be happening in the next year when all this craziness blows over? Hopefully Necrot can tour. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> what's going on. I mean, all the bands that I'm in want to tour and they want to keep writing. So for now, I think everyone's just going to be staying put and writing and and hoping that the pandemic clears up so that, you know, shows can return. But, you know, I'm not holding my breath for it to happen anytime soon. It's just, you know, it's a waiting game at this point.
If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Necrot label mates in dystopia. God, I certainly hope I pronounced that properly. Tank Tank Crimes recently, the last couple of years, they've taken to re-releasing the uh, at least the full-length albums from Dystopia. So a lot of really cool grind there that I'm glad um, Tank Crimes is making available to um, like the younger. The young, the younger audience, the younger people that are probably discovering tank crimes now because of the success of Necrot. Good to see. Good to see. Glad to do our part. That is control all delete from the self-titled dystopia record. And before that, we had to do another mortuous track, of course. From the Through Wilderness record, that was bitterness. All of this stuff, awesome stuff, excuse me, is now available on Tank Crimes Records. Go on to their band camp, check them out there. Better yet, um, physical copies. 
get your butt to the record store. Hopefully, um, your music stores are opening up like they are kind of around here. Of course, all of the precautions are being taken, our, the employees, masks, gloves, everything. X amount of people allowed, social distancing and all that. You know, Winnipeg, Manitoba, you know, compared to the rest of the country and particularly the U.S., we are really doing really well in that department. So hopefully everyone else is, is being safe and healthy and happy and enjoying all of this stuff from tank crimes check it out check it out with all of this going on though it seems like the industry the touring industry at least okay as we're finding out speaking to the bands and all that throughout all especially throughout our interviews you know we're still getting new albums Bands are still doing what they can to get it out there. They're just not being able to tour it with what's going on in the world. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So what the industry seems to be trying to do is find ways to accommodate this. Now, there's definitely been some cases throughout the U.S. that... Um, doesn't seem like anyone is trying to do anything, you know, to help what's going on in the world. Like the um, Sturgis this week. Sturgis, I was <laughs> just about to say. I was just about to say. Of course, being big pro wrestling fans, you know, of course, if you don't have enough of your cool Uncle Snowy here on Radioactive Metal, you might want to uh, check out our brother podcast, Wrestling Night in Canada, where, of course... There's a big thing right now in the pro wrestling world about at Sturgis, the band Fozzie, Chris Jericho's metal band played there. Okay. And it's like, did from, from all the pictures and what we saw, it didn't look like there was any, no masks, no social distancing, no nothing. And the band tried to justify this by saying, well, the cases in North Dakota aren't so bad. Well, um, yes, because nobody lives there until 250,000 people <laughs> descend from across the country. That's right. Going That's through right. highly infected states. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I swear to God, next month there's not going to be a North Dakota, I'm sorry to Dude. say. I, but oh, so, oh. But here's, here's the funny thing, because... You have you have all these schools of thought because like one of my one of my buddies is playing there too, and he has been very much on the um, you know and I honestly I don't go on Facebook so I kind of need to check and see what, like what his photos and things look like, but um he he's been on the side where you know like this is a political conspiracy. And while I don't believe that COVID is a political conspiracy, um, I do believe that both political parties are using it to their advantage. Oh, yeah. Like they are both like like it's it's like trying to play keep away from the public mm-hmm. with, with the way they're tossing this ball back and forth. Because like um, it was Biden. He's like, well, you know, I I think that we should mandate masks nationwide for everybody through you know for uh for three months 
Well, right, because that's right up until election day, and that's going to get people on your side and thinking like, yeah, he was trying to protect us. Like, he's going for the germaphobe vote, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you see somebody who is militant, like, anybody who's just, like, militant, like, you need to wear a mask, like, like anybody that I've seen that has been acting like that is a germaphobe. Like, they're the same people that, like, won't shake hands normally or, like, have to sanitize after everything um, and I get it, but like our bodies do need germs too. Like there's a balance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to catch COVID, but there, there is a balance. Like you can over sanitize, you know, and, and there's, there's been studies about this pre COVID studies like years ago kind of stuff. Right. So, um, I, I just feel like both sides are using this to <sighs> divide the public. And, of course, um, it's, it's the old story. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's working mm-hmm. really well. Um, mm-hmm. So what's going to be interesting is to see what comes out of what comes out of Sturgis and to follow it on both of like the split mainstream media. So find find like a Fox News that's going to like be the the extreme right, right, and see what they mm-hmm. say about Sturgis. And then follow, like, I, honestly, I don't even know who's an extreme left. Because I feel like anybody who's left is extreme left. Um, but, like, so if you follow, if, like, find, find, like, the extreme left news source and see what they say about Sturgis. Because I'm willing to bet that the extreme left is going to tell you how cases have skyrocketed and, and they they triple, they, you know... They, they quadrupled like like they have 10 times the amount of cases that they had before and they had one case before and now they have 10 you know and, <laughs> right. and I feel like that the um that the extreme right will be like well Trump was right you don't need a mask is proven by by Sturgis <laughs> you, you know what I mean like like you know they had uh-huh. one case when it started they had 10 when it left and that's it like you know like like I feel like that's gonna be the kind of thing that happens. Definitely. Def, def, definitely. The country is already divided. And like come 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 November, there's going to be an American Civil War. I'm sure. I'm sure. God help us all though when Lars is the voice of reason and all that. And I'm just I'm just big as smart ass <laughs> and all that. Okay. <laughs> because here is an idea, and I kind of want to get your take on this. We're going back to the drive-ins. Okay, it has been announced that um, the uh, that Metallica is kind of going to be doing well. It's 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 not really a tour, shall we say? But there's going to be a um, filmed Metallica concert shot at and it's aired, I should say, at local drive-ins, at least yep. the drive-ins that still exist. Okay, and the idea is to, to, so everyone is isolated, everyone is in their car, and they're, you know, keeping so social distancing, every, 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 everyone is playing it safe and all that. So they want to air this Metallica concert in, at drive-ins, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, interesting concept, because I actually kind of miss the drive-ins, Oh, dude, you know, I, I love I, the drive-in. Yeah, I remember as a kid, 
okay, going to the drive-ins, you know, with 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 the family and all that. It, it was it was an experience. This so that in mind, this kind of makes it kind of an interesting experience as well. Absolutely. Until they announced that the ticket price was going to be a hundred and fifteen dollars. See, I think that's bullshit. Whoa! I really do. Yeah, at, yeah, I thought that too. I thought that's that's pretty fucking extreme. Like to see something like this on a screen, like yeah. to basically just watch it on TV, a hundred and fifteen bucks now. That was my initial thought. Okay. Now, as I got more and more information about it, they said, well, it's 115 bucks for up to six people in the car. So if you were to kind of divide that up to six with six people and all that, and like not every car can hold six people and not every car is going to. And it's just you're going to have just couples. You're going to have families of three or four or whatever and all that. So that's when the price starts to. Right. You know, it's it starts to add up and all that it starts to mul- starts to m- multiply more. But if for a car of six people. For 115 bucks, that's about 20 bucks a head. Okay. Okay. Now, all right, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. But then I started thinking, how are they going to regulate this? Are they going to insist that everyone stay in their car? So... I believe that they've already been operating drive-in theaters. Like, I know there's a drive-in theater. It's not near me, but it's one that I follow. It's the closest one I have here in South Carolina, and it's mm-hmm. a few hours away. But, um, like, they've been continuing to have movies. They've stayed open. Like, uh, they closed the concession stand for a while, but I think they've now reopened it. Social distancing is in practice. Um, you have to wear masks when you're out of your car, that kind of stuff. And right. I know that I want to say like um, there's a comedian. What's her name? Oh my goodness, Nikki Glasser. Um, okay. She's been doing her banging out tour and doing drive-in theaters, like performing at a drive-in theater, so people can drive up with their car and she can do huh. it. You know, and she's performing live. Um, and I've and there's some other artists that were performing live at drive-in theaters to kind of test this out. Um, y- you know, so. When I saw Metallica was going to do that, I'm like, wow, how are they going to perform at a drive-in theater? Because I know what a normal concert sells out. Like, that's going to be a madhouse. And then I started realizing that all these dates were on the same date. And then it started hitting me that it was filmed. Like, Because when mm-hmm. I first saw it, I'm like, whoa, okay, they're going to play at a drive-in. I thought it was like some of these other artists. Uh, but then when I found about it filmed, that's where I still feel this is kind of BS. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I, I think they're overcharging. Right. You know, and, and, and here's, here's why, right? So, I saw Symphony and Metallica 2 in a local theater here with fantastic sound. And honestly, it was like me and five other people. So, we were totally social distanced and this was pre-COVID. Um, but I think I saw that for like $9. Oh, wow. Awesome. Right? And the sound was amazing. I had an amazing seat. I could see everything. They did all the camera angles. It was fantastic. 
Like, I don't know the last time you've been at a drive-in, and I know some drive-ins have upgraded recently. Um, the last drive-in movie I was at was probably sometime before I moved, so like a minimum six years ago, maybe seven or eight years ago, at the drive-in that was you know near where I used to live. And the sound is okay. It's broadcast through your radio speakers. Um, mm-hmm. And as long as you can get a good spot, you can see it. But I mean, like, you know, it's, it's just like getting um getting your seat in the movie theater like there's bad seats in a movie theater mm-hmm. you know so i'm thinking i'm like you got to go out and fight traffic you've got to find a seat it might be okay the sounds not going to be as good as if you were in like an actual theater or if you were at home streaming it depending on what your home setups are like um so i, f- I feel like the 115 dollars price tag is way too much for what you're getting because all you're really getting is the film and then four downloads to the snm2 album right, right. And, that's, and it's and just, just a audio. download yeah. yeah and it's just the audio right so and so you can take six people but only four of you get the album you know what mm-hmm. i mean so so i feel like that's way too much i mean because let's let you know when i think about the um the clutch stream that i attended I paid $100, I got the recording of that stream, right? I got the experience of seeing it, I got to replay it for up to 48 hours. I've got a t-shirt coming, um, and like a poster, and and that. So like, so Mm. there's my ticket, the t-shirt, the poster, um, and the vinyl recording of it. That's the selling point right there. Yeah, right? So so I, I think if... I and and I was kind of I was kind of surprised because I honestly expected when I saw the one hundred and fifteen dollar price tag I'm like oh okay what else are they including I was expecting hey you're gonna get uh, the special Metallica drive-in tour T-shirt and you're gonna get this you know but then I I see where they're like oh we can take six people per car because they want people and then like uh, I don't know I just I feel like like it's a it's an interesting concept but they would have been better off streaming it to people's houses mm-hmm. like, because I mean the thing is like we're going to see a movie that they're cutting together right Right. Clutch was live Clutch was interacting with it so they're going to they're going to edit stuff out of Metallica like if Clutch fucked up you got to see it like if you see Metallica live and they screw up you get to see it like I want to see that. Like, I mean, I don't ever want to see anybody make a mistake, but I, but that makes it unique to me. It's like, oh, holy cow! I can't believe Kurt flubbed that. Like, wow, you know, like, like it, it it's it's like, holy crap, he is human because you we hear these records. These records are so well produced <laughs> and they're so perfect. And like to see somebody screw something up live, like one of my favorite examples is the um, Animalized Live um, VHS. Right, it was recorded and I it was if it was not the first show it was one of the first shows that Bruce Kulick played live with the band and I can't remember which song it is but he hits a note I'm like what the fuck is that and you can even see it on his face when they cut to him it's like oh screw that one up but they left it in to their credit you know like I'm sure they could have because they probably recorded a couple nights so they could have probably put it in but I'm like wow you know like, like it's it's just this this 
crazy thing, but that's the kind of stuff I like. Like I like to see stuff live. I like to see that behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. I I feel like if they would have said it was $115 for me to stream live on my computer and I get a recording of that show, like not even the video, right? Like uh, if they, they send, hey, we're going to send you, and, and no Metallica, like you get the download and the vinyl and maybe like a special t-shirt to commemorate that show. I'd do it. Right. I'd absolutely do it. But but like the, the whole driving thing, I just, I don't feel like the value is there. No, no. And with me, okay, going to a drive-in to watch a movie seated, you know, like in a confined space like a car and all that, that's one thing. Okay. There is no way, okay, that I could sit for a metal show in that same confined space, which is fine for a movie. It is a totally different experience with a live show when i go like i'm kind of at the point where i'm sort of done with arena rock shows yeah okay it's been a couple years since i went to one even you know before all the shit went went down and all that it was it was the last time slayer is supposed to be coming through town and all that and i can't i can't sit for shows and all that and when you know arena rock shows if you're up in the seats and all that sometimes you're forced because you have you know, Mr. Boring behind you. Can you sit down? Can you sit down? No, I'm at a fucking rock show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, stand up. You're not in a wheelchair. You're not elderly. Yeah, Come rock firm. with me. Get your ass up. Yeah, get your ass up. This is a fucking Slayer show. Let, let's rock out with me, man. You know? <laughs> okay, so there's, there is no way that I'm going to be able to sit in a car in order to watch this. I would have to be able to sit on the roof of the car, sit on the hood, maybe stand at the side of the car, you know, even if they say, you know, wear a mask, if you have to leave the car for whatever reason, fine, I'll do that. I cannot sit in a car. I can, I've I've never had this experience, you know, but I cannot, I, I know, I know me well enough, okay, that I would never be able to. Okay, so right there, there is no value in this for me. As I'm thinking about this some more, though, and this was just for shits and giggles and fun, part of, you see, 50s drive-in culture, okay, for movies and all that, where you see in the the old old 50s movies and all that, or the retro movies, you see the, the cars pull up and they find a spot open up the trunk oh yeah i was just gonna three say or that. four people get, get yeah. out of the trunk and all that and it's all it's all it's all part of that i just kind of pictured okay a couple of us myself maybe mrs snowy ducky sky you know some friends and all that doing this and then when we get you know we open up the truck two more of our friends come out and all that i had a good chuckle with myself with that like (laughs) that 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 would be great and then i started thinking about other things okay if it was just mrs snowy and i honestly i don't know how much of the show i would see okay make it out in the car well (laughs) well 
Life experience. Okay, as we, as I got later on into my teens, drive-ins were slowly starting to make their way out. Oh yes. Okay, the last drive-in movie that I ever saw was Independence Day, the first one. It was wow. my, it was okay. myself, myself, my wife, and her dad. We were going to this drive-in movie. That was the very the very last one I ever saw. That was weird making out in front of her dad, right? Well, <laughs> obviously, no, nothing fun like that happened. <laughs> but it it got me thinking. Like one that was because of just the times and the time period and all that. One of the life experiences that I never got was tearing one off at the drive-in, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> That, that actually got me thinking, uh, that's actually something I wouldn't mind doing. Now, does a 50-year-old Mrs. Snowy, you know, want to get naked and nasty at the back in the backseat of a drive-in now? When we were 18, um, sure, if we were in the back row kind of a way and she was a little more adventurous, then yeah, I could have seen us doing that then. Okay, so maybe I thought about this a little bit too much, but so the first thing is she's going to need to wear a dress, uh, right? Right, uh, a very loose-fitting, flowing dress that's going to be easy to move around. And then, right. you know, for you, uh, sweatpants would be optional or, or right. ideal, rather. You know, I mean, if you're going to wear jeans, make sure they're jeans that are fairly loose-fitting and get on and off quickly. Right. Um, but, I mean, if you wear a pair of sweatpants and she's wearing a dress, dude, you, like... Hop Set. in the back seat. She sits on it. Nobody's even going to notice. You guys Good be to done go. in no Good time. to go. Yeah. 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 Like, okay, we've been together three decades, but it's still happening for us. Yeah. You know, we, we, we still got it going is. on. We're going to, you know, until uh, till the day I die. That's how I'm going out. You know, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's kind of where my mind went. It's like, okay, you know what? That would make for, uh, Pretty good life experience. Oh yes, it would for us and all that, <laughs> all that. But but still, at the end yeah. of the, at the end of the day, I don't know how much of a of a value this is. And that's the thing is, like, do you want to pay one hundred and fifteen dollars to miss the show to have sex at it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like if you and Mrs. Snowy were just starting your marriage and you're both like, let's say, twenty two, then. You have a little child. You name it Orion because of where it was conceived. You know, <laughs> and like I totally, I totally get that. But I mean, mm -hmm. like at fifty, it's like no, you want to see it. You want the value of the show. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing that kind of caught my attention. I want to get to this before we get, because for unfortunately, last episode, we kind of went on a little too long and we kind of had to uh, pass on the Indie Spotlight. And I want to do that this week because I've actually got quite the humdinger of a band oh that God. I really think deserves our attention. But before we get to that, yeah. something came across my Facebook that I want to do right now okay there has been a petition if you go to you know change.org you know we've done this on the show before you know the drill there is a petition right now to get spotify to kind of up the ante to one cent plays and all that okay so 
I'm all for fair wages for artists, but why is everybody picking on Spotify? They're not the only streaming thing. Streaming is a pretty standard payment anywhere mm-hmm. that it's streamed. Like, what what did Spotify do to you? Like, did the CEO date your sister? <laughs> like, what happened here? I think what it is, it's it's the biggest culprit in all this. You know, like they're they're if um if you don't like, you know. If, if you're one of those severe underground punks, you know, just signing to a label, you know, is selling out or whatever. Okay. Spotify in that, you know, the, the equivalent Spotify would be the major label and all that. So I think they're the biggest culprits and all that. And they're going to take the brunt of this. We had a nice long chat about the pros and cons of Spotify last week, along with our kick-ass interview with um, Onslaught, if you're just joining us now, for because you're blown away by the new Necrot record as well, go back into our archives, archives check out last, last week's episode. We had one hell of a chat. I love it when, when we do that. Right now, I'm going to focus on this this um this petition is asking we're begging for one cent per player from a billionaire ceo it's just going on after daniel x spoke on an interview we can't record every three to four weeks blah 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 blah. okay fine this is what your cool uncle snowy is doing right now first name Okay, Studley McAwesome. Okay. Right. While you're doing that, I'm going to find the petition to stop your petition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here we are. Da, 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 da. I, I just really feel like, like this is overkill. <laughs> here we are. Sign this petition. Right, I'm signing yeah. my anti-petition petition right now. There we are. There we are. Your cool Uncle Snowy has now signed to get Spotify. One cent streams. Sounds good to me. What sounds even better is tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. A couple weeks ago, and you're better with the dates and all of this, but Bandcamp gave away their, for Friday, I think it was two weeks ago? Yeah, Bandcamp Fridays. It was, um... As people hear this, it'll be two weeks ago. It was August seventh. Okay, okay. What they were doing, and they've had a we've they've they've had a number of these days this year already. And big supporters of the idea, where you go on to Bandcamp, whatever you buy that day, Bandcamp waves their cut and gives it all to the artist. Next one is September fourth. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, what caught my attention from this is the August 7th Bandcamp Day. Okay. Bastin's Stagnator. Okay. Awesome. Awesome grindcore band. Their, their, their indie release, their demo, the guillotine. Okay. 
did pretty well for them. Apparently, um, a lot of grindcore fans, they flocked to band camp, showing their support, checking out the band. And in the grindcore section of Bandcamp, today, this week's indie spotlight, Stagnator, was the was the top seller on Bandcamp Day for Grindcore. Rock on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. Okay. And then there's a lot of established bands, okay, that were also selling their stuff. A lot of established Grindcore bands. And apparently Stagnator, the unsigned Stagnator, outsold them all. That caught my attention. What sealed the deal for me for tonight for tapping this band is our good buddy and ex-co-host big willie on facebook well recommended this band as well of course you know from that area as well so it's like okay this band's awesome big willie likes them they definitely deserve it so like i said we went to boston for this week's indie spotlight from the guillotine demo this is stagnator with eulogy for scapegoats www.facebook.com as stagnator or even better go to stagnator.bandcamp.com check them out there awesome stuff awesome stuff and let's give uh, a hello and horns up to big willie our good buddy haven't heard from you in a while man get a get a hold of us let's let's hang one of these nights, at least, at least through the Skype or the phone, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, my friend, um, thank you once again. Another kick-ass episode, as you know, as to be expected here on Radioactive Metal. Let's go out on a um, something really cool. How about um, Sadistic Intent? go out on um some of their more recent stuff How about the title track from ancient black earth and if the name if you're a younger fan 
if you're an old timer like us, okay, yeah, you'll probably remember Sadistic Intent from back in the day. But if you're kind of a younger fan and you go, where have I heard that name before? What, what the hell? You know, and all that. For a little while there, some of the members of Sadistic Intent were acting as uh, members of Possessed with uh, Jeff, Jeff Brichetta for a wow. while. Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool stuff's cool stuff. I figure for all of their service to the metal world, let's go out on a track from Sadistic Intent. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, they can go to RadioactiveMetal.org for all of our episodes. You can hear us first every Thursday, streaming live on PureRockRadio.net. And then if you, you know, don't want to stay up that late because it's Canadian time, um, you know, central time for other people. You know, if you're in Chicago, it's probably fine. But um, if you're like, you know what, I, I'm okay, I'm going to go to bed, get this the next morning. Well, check us out on iTunes. You can get us every Friday morning, first thing, as well as now you can get us on Spotify. And except for the fact that now that Snowy signed that petition, so maybe we won't be on Spotify. Who knows? <laughs> like, you know, Mr. Eck might have us removed once he finds out that Snowy's signature's on there. So listen to us while you can, because we're a part of the Shining Wizards Network, uh, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. We're in their Spotify feed. And of course, check us out with all the other lifestyle podcasts and a wrestling night in Canada, our sister brother show mm -hmm. about wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see, I feel like what else am I missing? Oh yeah, Twitter and Instagram at radmetal666. And of course, you can drop a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com to um, reach us directly or... Maybe you have this thing laying around your apartment, your house, wherever you are, your domicile, called paper. And you have a pen, and you're trying to figure out how these ancient technologies work. Well, good news. Snowy is willing to help you exercise the ancient technology of writing with pen and paper. And he is willing to be your pen pal. So send us mm -hmm. your address and um, you know, via one of these things, message us somehow. And we'll get you Snowy's address, and you guys can send email, well, I'm sorry, snail mail messages back, back and forth. Um, Snowy, I don't know if you've heard, but the post office here is in trouble, so we may have to sublet the moose mail from Canada. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, yeah. um, Mortimer might need to come a little further across the border than, than before to, to get things to us from Canada here. I don't know. We're we're a little short on the moose masks right now. We're, you know, we have to, you know, our our domestic moose. We kind of have to our uh, domestic moose. Yeah, we 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 kind of have to keep them. We kind of have to keep oh. them safe. So I don't know. I don't know with the border being crossed and all that. I don't. I don't know if Mortimer is going to make his way across oh, or not. Of course, all of this has to do with the fact that I'm an old timer. I love, you know, from back in the day, the old pen bangers section in the back of Metal Forces. And of course, all this talk of uh, Metallica demo tapes and Stagnator and all that, that gives you, you know, that old school vibe, that old school feeling that I have. And that's where the idea of that comes from. So if you want to relive those days with your cool Uncle Snowy, please, yes, get a hold of us and all that. And if your band, you know, is has recorded material and all that, one one way that I would really appreciate is hearing is um 
throwing it onto a cassette, sending me a cassette, like an old-fashioned demo, like we traded way back in the day. That would be really cool. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been the Chad, the Chad episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Just to be 